beautiful. Technically, we're live now, Denno. Do, 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 do. do. <sighs> Welcome to the Invert the Why podcast, episode number five. I cannot believe we're at to number five already because only two people listen to us. This is the only podcast on the internet. That makes no money. That makes no money apart from that. But not only that, is sponsored by their mother mm. and is powered by the love of fairy bread. Fairy bread will unite people. It'll 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 stop wars. It'll unite humankind. It will. Fairy bread is the shit. It Join, is the shit. Joined alongside me yet again is my brother in arms, Jason Relaxation. I am Retro Dan. This is episode five. Episode five of the podcast. Who would, have, who would have thunk we could actually stick to doing something for this long? I know. This is the most ambitious thing I've ever done in my life. I've, I've underachieved in my, my whole life, and now I'm actually trying to do something. I yeah, don't I know. understand it. No, no. It's uh, phenomenally successful. We had about three views. Yes, and listen, I just want to say thank you for the two people that did watch us last week. And also, I will be serious for a second. All the people that accepted our invites... On Facebook. We put it on the Facebook page, yeah? Yeah, we did. And so this is the first time I've logged into Facebook in about three years. It's un it's unfucking believable. That's your first F bomb. And that that was very, very nice of people to do that. All I, right? I greatly appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I had a couple of phone calls in the week saying this Pottery Pete is he is a superstar. When's he back? When's he back? Let me tell you about Pottery Pete. He's not joining us today. You know why? He's getting too fucking demanding. He wants a bowl of Skittles. Every time he comes into the joint, and probably he wants to do a bowl of coke, and I'm not having it. I can't, I can't do it. I'm we not having it. It's just not sustainable for us to be spending that much for a singular guest. I'm not having it. Not having it. It's unacceptable. No, but he will be back to talk to us all about the wonderful things that are going on in pottery, how you put something through a hole and make it come out of a hole. That's what he talks about. How you, how you glaze. How do you glaze? Yes. Now... Jason Relaxation. Yeah. Episode number five. Yep. How's your week been? <clears throat> Haven't done much, mate. I've been uh, essentially working. That's that's the sum total of my existence. I've had two highlights this week. I'd be fascinated to hear your highlights. Do we need a jingle for highlights? I tell you what, we fucking should. We got a nice <laughs> we got a nice jingle for the Daniels Ram, which is coming up very shortly. And no expense spared by the audio monkeys. Absolutely. Because we've, we've got monkeys in. Now, they come in and they give us the audio mm. to help us make this show look semi-fucking professional, but we're failing miserably. But we should have a jingle for highlight of the week. Now, I've got two. Bring it on. The first one is my house was turned into an aquamarine park this week. I'm not being fucking funny. This week, I noticed... While I was doing a shit on the toilet, that hopefully that's where you're doing your shit. Well, sometimes I've been known to do it in other places, but that's another that, story. That's a, that's a different story for another time. <laughs> oh yes, that could be a ram story. That could be a ram. But what happened was, I went. That looks a bit weird. That looks a bit. There's a bit of water there. Shouldn't mm. be there. And then I felt the carpet. Oh, that's a bit weird. And then I, I thought, no, I better get onto this. So I got a plumber out. And he filled out the, sh the shower up with the, the, the water and the dye to make sure, this, you know, the, to see if there's any leakage. And oh, shit, there's fucking leakage. Water went everywhere. And the top floor of the joint was like an aquamarine park. I could, I could have charged money for kids to come in and slide off the fucking stairs. But here's the best bit, Jason, relaxation. I'm not making this up. This is fucking true. The cat 
he likes to supervise everything that ever happens in the joint because it's his. He owns it. Mm. So he's decided when they left that he's going to drink the pink water because they made the water pink so they could see where it was coming out. I'm assuming that was food dye. I I don't fucking know. But when he did it, when he drank it all up, I went, you know what? I'll worry about that little problem later. He's still healthier than us. (laughs) He'll outlive me. He'll certainly outlive that vet. I'm just... I'm just putting it out there. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the second thing that I realised this week is that there's a word that I cannot say in English. Mm. And I'm going I'm to try and pronounce it now, but I'm going to sound like a bit of a, bit of a retard. Mm. I cannot say the word tentatively. 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 I can't say it. So shout out to the retro skater out there who rang me yesterday. He knows who he is. He's the, he's the second listener of this shitty mm. podcast. And he rang me and he says, do you want to go out for lunch next week? I said, tentatively. <laughs> and he says, what? I go, tentatively. And he goes, what? And it kind of like was that. you ever seen the movie A Fish Called Wanda? I have seen the film. You know the guy that goes, he's got the stutter? He's got the stutter. And what was his name? Kevin Klein goes, what's the matter? Ken? That was me, but I was Ken. Tentatively. I cannot say tentatively. Jeez, man, you wouldn't be doing very well in contemporary work speak. Dude, I cannot do it. But as I've said many times, when you've got half a brain in a jar somewhere, it has a, it's, a tendency to fuck with it, you. I cannot say that word. Tented, I cannot say it ten, ten, tentatively. Yeah, Can't do it. it. Yeah, you did. You just did it then. I, yeah, but I had to really work on it, man. <laughs> it's like doing push-ups. Can't do it. Can't do it. No. Can't be done. So that's the highlights of the week. This uh, episode five is going to be one that we're going to focus on one particular topic. We mm. did end last week episode number three. We did have four, mm. but three we kind of ended with uh, our recollections and our thoughts on the mighty, mighty Sega Dreamcast. Mm. And I did say at the time, look... So we could have taken the, the Dreamcast conversation a number of ways, and, and really three points come to mind. Firstly is getting sweaty. Second is sailors. And third is Sonic. Oh, fuck, let's leave it there for a second. I don't <laughs> want to go too far down that rabbit hole just yet. But, <laughs> but that's the main topic of the show. But I want to start the show, as we always with, with the deep, dark recesses of the what's left of my decaying brain with another random access memory Play that jingle. of, da- of Daniel's mind. Now, I fucking love the jingle, by the way. Mm. And I want the monkeys to play the jingle. Now, do I have to pause for 15 seconds? While nah. the j- are you going to edit this oh, shit? I'll, I'll edit the fuck out of it. Don't worry. Okay. So, monkeys, roll the jingle. Bang. All right, we're back. Daniel's Ram. I'm going to take us back to 1984, Jason, relaxation. Right. I'm not going to yep. go back to 1979 like last week, like a Smashing Pumpkins fucking song. Mm-hmm. I'm, going to 19, I'm going to 1984. Now, 1984, I was in the fourth grade yep. at school. All right. And this story involves probably one of the most pitiful displays of a show and tell I've ever fucking seen. And it also involves the time. It's a bit of a dad story as well. Beautiful. It also involves when dad used an entire classroom of 
fourth graders as a human experiment. What? Oh, fuck, I'm getting into it. I clearly don't You don't know this shit, but I'm telling you. But when I start getting into it, you'll go, oh, fuck, yeah, he would have done that. Oh, yeah. All right, so here we go. So 1984, fourth grade Mm. at the primary school I was hanging out in. Mm -hmm. It was very common, and I'm sure it's very common as it is now, that there's this thing called show and tell where kids come yep. in and they go, oh, my daddy's a firefighter. It's that's a, tell. It's, it's a staple. Right? That, yeah, right. Or, or he's a, that's my phone. Oh, by the way, I want to fuck, but hold the ram for a second. That's another Instagram message. Mm. And I, I've just got on the Instagram and I, I was saying to Jason Relaxation this morning, I'm getting all these hot chicks. They fucking, they want to be my friend. And I think you should go for it. Well. You can never have too many friends. Yeah, they're, they're very not. Let me have a look. How many have I got now? Let me see. What have we got on here? Ooh, she wants to be my friend. Well, you know what? Maybe I want to be her friend. Do we need to have a conversation about internet safety, Daniel? Maybe, but I, <laughs> but when, when she looks like that, I want to be her friend, and I don't care about safety. I'm pretty sure that's not how she looks. From the behind, it's hard to tell. Because she's got a... Her bum <clears throat> facing mm. the camera. I don't know how you do that. No, I don't Maybe know. Maybe she's got a friend to help her with the camera. Yeah. I don't know about this shit. Anyway, back to 1984, before Instagram and girls were sending photos of their ass to p- people to be their friend. <clears throat> I've lost track of thought because that picture's disturbed me. But anyway, <laughs> show and tell. Mm. Right. Very, very common. That's a staple of okay, education. Right. Okay. So at the time... I'm going to leave the teacher's name out of it because we're super internet stars, so it's very possible he's listening to this show, but I, I, I fucking doubt I it. I doubt it. Right. But the teacher says, we're going to do a show and tell, and I'm going to put everyone's names on the bo- the blackboard as to when it's their turn to be up for show and tell. Yeah, sure. Right? Now, it so happens that I was third cab off the rank. Mm. All right? And, and he said to all of us kids, the teacher did, if you guys... I'm going to judge who's got the best show and tell. That's a bit harsh. Well, fucking everyone develops at their own own, no, own time. Mate, let, let me tell you about 19, the 1980s, right? And I'm fucking getting into it now because <laughs> I I hear now when you go to school, you get an award for turning up. Fuck you, off. You, you get an you award know, for pretty much anything. Now in my day, right? You worked your fucking ass off. I can remember 1982, right? You had to work your ass off to get a, scat, a scratch and sniff sticker, right? <laughs> And you were fucking proud when you got one. Fairly certain our teacher at the time had a. Uh, she had a she had a she drug had, problem. She had a, she had a bit she, of a scratch and sniff. She would sit. Drug, she drug would addiction. sit there with a plate of scratch and sniff stickers and sniff them up. I'm telling you, she it's was like off her cocaine head. Cocaine for teachers. She was off her head, hmm. right? And you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking right? about, right? Because I think you got it too. <clears throat> yep. Right. She loved the scratch and sniff, but I did too. I liked the grape ones, but you used to work your ass off to get a scratch and sniff. Not like these days. I'd probably just fucking hand them out. And things got a bit on the cheap because after the year two, from the scratch and sniff, you got like gold stars. Ah, uh, yes. Or silver stars. Oh, mate, I don't even think my kids get stars. Yeah, but we got the – because they eat them now and it's nah, probably unsafe man, or some bullshit no, or they're toxic or some I, I bullshit. I ain't seen no star. I mean, as a matter of fact, I don't think they've got subject books like we used to have. What do they have now? Fuck's me. Smart books or something. No, fuck, oh, sh- fuck no. You know what the funny thing is? I remember asking uh, – my nephew, mm. your son, I'll keep mm. his name out of it, and I and I said, "Does the teacher put uh, writing on the board, the blackboard?" Yeah, and he looked at me like what, I'm like, like, like I'm a fucking retard, yeah. and he says, "They don't have a blackboard." And mm. I go, "Well, what do they use?" The and he turned thing. around, and he goes, 
she uses a smart board. I've gone, where hell? What's a smart board? He goes, well, she writes what she wants to write on the smart board and then she presses print and the fu- and the paper comes out. Fuck me. Fucking fuck. Mate. Well, 1982, you didn't have that. Yeah, no, shit, no. You had a right. blackboard and shit. And actually, I'll go back a bit further here. The Colgate ads, Mrs. Marsh, mm. she used to put the chalk in the in the, the blue water. Yep. And she'd break the chalk to show the depth. Kids wouldn't get that shit now, would well, they? Well, I told him about Mrs. Marsh, and she, he didn't fucking know what I was talking about. He looked at me like I was a bigger retard than I was before for making the blackboard fucking <laughs> So in 1984, we had the show and tell, and I was the third kid off the, off the rank, mm. right? And so the first kid that gets up there, I'm going to say her name, mm. but she's not listening. Her name, <laughs> Clearly. Her, her name was Haley, mm-hmm. right? And she gets up there, and it was the most pitiful display of a fucking show and tell I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> Pissful effort. Oh, it was fucking... Fucking useless. She gets up there, and she's holding up. It's a tell. Mm. Oh, sorry, it's a show. It's a show. Yeah. Right? And she gets up there, and she's got this... It looked like a, like a grate over a drain. The fuck? Oh, get, fucking fuck. She, she's got this rusted thing, and she's holding it up. It looked like a, you know, the grates over drains. Yeah, she's holding it up, and I said, and everyone goes, "What's that?" She goes, "This is beautiful." She goes, "Well, on the weekend, my daddy threw my mum's washing machine away, and this is one of the parts out of it." <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking! What the fuck? I'm, I'm serious, what man. The fuck? She was as proud as punch. She stood up there, and she's like, and she's holding a bit of a rusted fucking washing machine. <laughs> And I think even the teacher was like, "Oh Jesus fucking Christ, what do I do with this kid?" So she, so the teacher's gone, uh, "Thank you, Haley," and clap, 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 right, and all this sort of stuff. We, we, Haley now works at the salvage yard. She's she's probably manager of the tip, <laughs> but she's doing better than I am. Yeah. I'm doing this fucking podcast, so oh, she, she's got to yeah. be doing better than me. But she held that up, right? So yeah. that was the first kid. It's right? not hard to follow. That was the first day. Mm. So I think every day for 30 days, because it was like 30 kids in the class. Fuck me. Oh, it was a fucking big exercise. It was a big deal. And the prize that was up for grabs, I think, was like some, maybe a fucking Mr. Men book that oh, you probably burnt. Or a scratch right? and sniff. All right. Well, no, scratch and sniffs were in 1982. That was year two. Mm. And that teacher that you know I'm talking about. Oh, I know who you're talking She about. was a fucking bandit for the scratch and sniff. She was addicted to them. <laughs> I'm not being funny. I think she put them up her arm, mm. like like, like the like the nicotine patches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she, oh fuck, she'd do a, she'd do a line of uh, scratch and sniff. The banana, the banana. Oh, that was not a bad one. Banana, the, the banana. Scent. Yeah, the ester. The, the, those, was it, yeah. it wasn't bad, man. We used to make that in high school. That banana ester flavor. Oh fuck, you're a nerd. Well, anyway, this chick she pulls up a washing machine part. Mm. I'm not making this up. And so I'm thinking I've got this in a bag. Now, I can't tell you what the prize was, was, but it was worth my motivation, right? It wasn't an, it wouldn't Atari, have taken a lot. It wasn't an Atari 2600 game, I can tell you that much, mm. but it was something, right? And so I'm thinking I've got this in the bag because I had an ace up my sleeve. I I'll have get a to funny it. feeling I know what this I'll is. Get, I've got an ace <clears> up my <throat> sleeve, right? Mm-hmm. The next kid, the next day comes in and he goes, I've got a show. Oh, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, this will be interesting because the last one was fucking shit. <laughs> well, anyway, the show comes into the room mm. and it's his dad. Mm. And his dad was a police officer. Well, that's impressive. And he he's a fucking beast, this bloke. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he was a big, he, about six foot. He's he, a unit. 
He had the jacket on. He had the gun. This is the 80s. No one gave a fuck about anything. You could come into a school with a... He didn't give a shit. This is pre-gun buyback. No one gave a shit. No one gave a shit. No one gave a shit about anything, man. Particularly where we grew up, mate. Fucking no Even worse. Well, we used to throw asbestos at each other. That's another fucking story. Right? But climb into fucking lion safari parks. Oh, that's a story there, too. I'll get into that ram one week. I'll get into that one. So occupational oh, health and safety oh, were that's not yet a, recognized. That, that's the time I killed a dolphin. <laughs> Fucking what? I, I, I killed a dolphin. <laughs> oh, there goes that's, some more subscribers. That's that's a that's a that's a confessional. <laughs> I'm not I'm not making it up. I'm not making that up. I'm not making it up. I fucking killed a dolphin. That's a confessional. I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not making it up. I'm telling you the I'm truth. I have to take a piss soon. I think I'm, I'm going to telling myself. I'm telling you the truth. I killed a dolphin. <laughs> That's it. That's next week's ram. Oh right? shit! I I will be on air and I'll tell you that I killed a dolphin, and I didn't mean to, and I feel bad about it. It's a confessional. <laughs> but let me get back to 1984, mm. right? Because that was 1986 when I killed the dolphin. <laughs> but in 1984, right? I'm fucking being serious. <laughs> this shit happened to me, man. I'm being serious. 1984. This kid, the second kid, comes in and he's got his dad and his dad's a copper and he mm. goes, oh, my daddy's a police officer and he, I think he worked at the local police station. Everyone's like, holy fucking fuck. Because he had the, he was on, I think he was either going on duty or he was coming off duty, yeah. but he had the full, <laughs> had the, the, full, full kid. the full kid. He was no joke. This bloke was no joke, right? And as a kid... And you looked up to police officers and they had what, the uniform what, on. Back in the day, kids, we used to actually respect the authorities. I so did. today might be a bit different yeah, walking but, in as a yeah, cop I mean, to a school. I, look, I do too because they, they, they still do. But they, they, they do what they need mate, to do. Our, but, our generation, that was just a given. That yeah, you but, but I'm being serious. Yeah. This guy was an imposing figure at the best of times. He mm. was a big guy, big build and all that stuff. And he was very And everyone's like, holy fuck. So the kid goes through what his dad does. Mm. And then his dad basically does. Well, they used to do it too. They used to have the police officers day or something like yeah. this. Because I remember in the they primary school. They still do it school, at the fire I remember when the police yeah. officers come in and they they basically uh, used to tell you what they did and stuff. But I don't rem- That was another separate yeah. thing. So this kid, his tell was that. So everyone was flawed. Mm. And I think, and I'm up next, you see. But that's the that's the next day. Mm. So I'm thinking, fuck, I'm in trouble here. I'm in trouble. I want to win this prize. I can't remember what the prize was. Might have been a pack of Mister Men books. I don't know that you probably burnt. I can't fucking remember. But the thing is, I wanted to win. Mm. That I was motivated. So I didn't know what to do, but I had a nice up my sleeve. So I went home that night, and I said to Dad, Dad, tomorrow I've got this show and tell thing, but I want to do a show. I don't want to do a tell. Because some kids were probably going to do, oh, my daddy works in a factory, or my daddy's this, my daddy... Fuck off. <laughs> I wanted to win. Right? I didn't want a participation award. I wanted mm. to win. Yeah, fair call. Right? Yeah. And the ace up the sleeve was, I felt that I could bribe the kids with food. Mm. Now, you see how this is becoming a dad I, story? I'm willing to bet I know exactly okay, what you're Okay, keep to it say. to yourself. Yep. Strap yourself in. This is where it gets mm. interesting. So, dad's gone. When is it? I said, oh, actually, I'm wrong. It wasn't to my, It wasn't the next day. It was the day after, mm. right? And he goes, all right, I'll help you out. <laughs> and so the next day, dad's gone to work and come home, business as usual, and he's come in 
and I'm not kidding when I say this. He goes, all right, I'll help you out with your show and tell tomorrow. I said, oh, okay, well, what, are you going to come in? I thought he was going to come in and explain what he did for a job. Which is interesting in itself. Which is interesting because he had an interesting job. Dad, mm. that, was, that was no Muppet. He was no joke, no, right? fuck no. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, so dad's going to come into school with me. And when you're a kid, mm. you kind of want your dad to come into school because yeah. it's kind of like, oh, you want to see. In, in our case, we're like, fuck, dad gives a shit. Dad, exactly right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, exactly, right? Although apparently mum told me. Mm. Right, this is beautiful. Apparently that at one point he did come into the school. They must have had a parent mm. day or something. And I didn't pay any attention to him. And I feel bad about that. That's a fucking confessional. Mm. Right, that's a confessional. But I felt bad about that. But this particular day he's gone, listen, I'm going to help you out. So he's gone to the boot of his car. I think back then it was the Ford Falcon. It was the red one. Mm. And he's opened up the boot. And in the boot, are you ready for it? You fucking I know. I know what they are. Can I, can I guess? Have a guess. Snack packs. Fucking oath, those <laughs> snack packs. So back in nine in the eighties, and I think you can still buy them. Mm, you can. They were these things called snack packs, and the snack pack was like a custard flavored uh, dessert. No, they right? were custard, but you had chocolate, you had banana, you had. There was caramel there was as caramel well. As yeah, well. but I, that, that, but I fucking blew it because this is the best bit, mm. right? So where the where Dad worked, he was a R and D manager, mm. right? And his job was basically developing flavors for foods. We can say that much, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. okay. So he was no joke. So he was doing a lot of chemistry stuff. He was doing a lot of cute quality control mm-hmm. stuff. He was no joke. That had a big job. Mm. you know. And I remember as a kid, he spent months and months and months over in Singapore, away from home, because he was working in Singapore, d- developing different things in their yep. factories, right? So he, that's what he used to do. And so anyway, he's come home and he's gone, listen... I've got you about 40 snack packs. And I'm like, oh, here we fucking go. Here we go. Okay, but Dad, they don't look like snack packs. He goes, Dad, Dad, don't worry about what they look like. They haven't been labelled yet. They haven't been labelled yet, right? And these snack packs didn't have any labels on them. They had had laboratory texter writing. They were the the testing ones, were These were were literally test flavours. And he says to me, now listen, tomorrow when you go in, this box here, he points to a box. He says, this box here, this is a new flavor we're developing, and it's caramel. Now, I want you to get some feedback from the kids to see if they like <laughs> the flavor. No fucking joke, right? And I'm like, well, I'm sure that it win now because yeah, I've, yeah. I've fucking got food for the kids and I can do a bit of a tell that my daddy's a scientist because he was. He was, yeah. he was no joke. He was a scientist. Mm. And I'm like, I'm going to win because I'm going to say my dad's a scientist and he's got some samples and all this sort of shit. And he wants to do an experiment on your asses. Here's where it gets even better. Mm. He's giving me some lab forms. That you fucking fill out? To fill out. <laughs> I'm fucking no joke. I'm... <laughs> You're in year four. I'm in year f- 1984, year four. Fuck me. I go in the next day mm. and I've got two. And you remember, they were big boxes, big right? Boxes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, again, snack packs were flavoured custard pudding. Mm. They were puddings, weren't they? Or, no, no, no. It, it was pudding? basically like a, uh, it was more of a custard. More of a, a custard. Fl- it was like a chocolate or a caramel yeah. flavoured custard. And so we yeah. used to get them like by the truckload because we would just basically because with the company he used to work for they made them they Mm. manufactured them and his job 
was to develop different types of flavors yep. and all that stuff for these different. And they always had leftovers. They always had leftovers, right? Yeah. But, the, but they, the, uh, from my understanding, was they used to pull off a whole stack of them off the line for yep. testing, right? That's to right. make sure that they're right. yeah, adherent yeah. to whatever they need to right. be adherent to. But and, but what he was doing. <clears throat> He'd pulled off the the production line mm. this brand new flavor that hadn't been uh, released hadn't been on market, yeah. hadn't been sold yet, and he's given me a bunch of uh, forms, mm. and he says, "Listen, ask these kids the question these questions." Mm. He's done a focus group in your class. He's done a fucking focus group because <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. Ask them, do they like the the consistency of that yeah. flavor? That's a thinker, right? And he's gone. Ask them if they like this. Do they yeah. like that? Do they like this? And so the next day, I've gone into the classroom with these boxes and the teachers look got, mm. the look of them on the teacher's face wasn't fucking great right <laughs> and i think mums helped me carry them in because it was yeah. quite a few because well, the, the teacher's probably gone off oh, fuck you that's filling, right filling the kids up yep. with sugar thank oh, you oh mate it was the 80s no one yeah, gave no, a fuck, yeah, fuck. no one know. gave a fuck about anything in the 80s they probably didn't even know what the effect with sugar was going to be no, they didn't no. give a fuck, fuck man. so the next day i go in there with mum and she's unloaded the 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 boxes. the boxes out yeah. of the Datsun 1000. Yep. Because remember, she used remember to have a Datsun 1000. Oh, there's a fucking story about yeah, that yeah. as well. I won't say it here, but there's a lot of stories about that Datsun 1000. Mm. It was a death trap. It was a death right? trap. But she had a Datsun 1000. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she take the she helped me with the boxes, and we went into the classroom, and all the kids were like, oh, what the... F-? You know, the kids mm. were like losing their minds. And the teacher was looking at mum, and mum was looking at the teacher, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing mm. here? You know? And anyway, she went home. And I was explaining to the kids, my daddy's, you know, he's a scientist. Because that's the only way I could say it. Yeah, it's a, right. Yeah. Well, it's kind of da- is. Yeah. I go, my daddy's a scientist, right? Mm. And he does this and he does that. And he's brought in a special present for all you kids because I'm fucking wrapping it up mm. now. I'm trying mm. to, I want to win. You're selling it. I'm selling it. I'm yeah. like, so he's brought in, right, for all you kids to try this new special <laughs> special flavor. Nobody's ever tasted. No it one's ever had this before in the world, and the yeah. kids are like, "Fuck!" Even the bu- uh, I'm going to do a Ram story mm. on bullies, mm. right? Later on, not now. Yep, I'm going to do I've one. Got a good one about. I've got a fucking cracking oh, one about. Crack. I'll, go, I'll tell you the fucking story about bullies, but let me tell you about this mm. story first. This is another. This is another story. Mm, we'll do that next time. Another one. Actually, I got three that I want to do. I got. I got a lot of them. <laughs> I got a story about how the how there was a girl at my school that ran a bordello. Really? I'm not fucking kidding. Fantastic. Yeah, I was in on it. Fucking fantastic. I was, I'm, not, I'm not being funny. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the story another time. Oh, yeah, that's yep. a ram. Woo. I'm being serious. Uh, need to need to know about this. Yeah, yeah I'm being serious. Yeah. That's a confessional. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you now, mum. if mum ever hears this, she'll go, you are fucking not my son. <laughs> Killing dolphins and bordellos. I, I did. I, I, I fucking I, I hurt a dolphin. Hmm. I think I might have killed it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm being serious. I'm not making that up. At the African Lion Safari. Yeah, the African Lion Safari. I, 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 yeah. did, I did something that you weren't supposed to do, and I think the, I fucked the dolphin. But anyway, <laughs> that's another story. So there's a box of these snack packs, mm. and the old. So I'm handing them all out, and Dad's giving me a form, and I'm going around the classroom going. <laughs> So do you like how it feels in the, you know, do you like the... Do you like the texture? Yeah, do you like the on texture? On a scale of one to five, exactly. would you yeah, yeah. recommend this to a friend? Yeah, 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 all that shit. I'm doing all that yeah. shit. And, and See, the t- proof, the, proof, proof there that yeah. kids back then were able to read better than kids now, because I guarantee my child no, but I'm, in I'm, year four would not have yeah, been Yeah, but I'm asking the kids, yeah. right? And dad's asked me, can you record it, yeah. what they think, right? The kids didn't do it on their... I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah, you're product so researching. So I'm, I'm doing the focus group. Yeah. 
So I'm walking around the classroom because the kids are out of fucking control right mm. now because they're on the sugar yeah. and the teacher's lost control. The teacher has lost control, right? Because the kids have gone mental. Free food and sugar, yeah. right? And I'm just walking around going, oh, so do you like the caramel flavor? What do you think? Do you prefer it over mm. that or strawberry? You know, what's your favorite flavor? Like, that would give me a list of questions mm. to ask. I'm not bullshitting. This is fucking true. And so I had a list of shit. And, the, and when I went home, I gave it to him, and mm. he's given it to the boffins in the R&D lab. I'm not fucking making it up. He made me do a focus group for free mm. with my schoolmates. I am not making that yeah. shit up. That yeah. is 100% the, the shit. It's re- fucking real, right? <laughs> I'm not even being tentative. I said it. Woohoo! So right, Wrong word, wrong context. But, but I right. wanted to say tentative. <laughs> there you go. To dog. make sure that I'm check my brain's okay. Yeah. So the teacher's lost control. Hmm. And he wasn't at all impressed. And I'm to this day, I can't believe that I never got, like, mum didn't get a phone call mm. or something or dad got, didn't get a phone call going, listen, what the fuck was all this about? But he, I don't think he really knew what I was doing because yeah. the kids were like, oh, this is awesome, you know, because I get up there, I'm trying to do the, the tell bit. I'm like, oh, daddy works mm. in, you know, and then I'm handing out the snack packs and the kids go fucking wild. And while they go, while they're going wild, I'm hanging out, I'm mm. hand, handing out all the snack packs. And then I'm going, oh, so on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> do you prefer strawberry or chocolate or this new flavor caramel, right? And it looked dodgy, dodgy yeah. as fuck because they had all the – on the side of the bloody uh, uh, snack pack package, it was laboratory writing. The laboratory test, And yeah. it was like flavor, QCV1295, right? <laughs> it was all fucking it – mm. le- it wasn't retail shit, right? And so everyone's like, what are you doing, mm. you know? But here's the thing. It might blow you away. I didn't win the show and tell. What the fuck won then? Did the chick with the great win? Uh, she, I think, she, I think she did. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, because you know why? She felt bad for her. No, well, that, well it was pitiful. Hmm. It was fucking pitiful. Mine was because ridiculous. her mum was hot. No, no, no. no. Hmm. I don't remember what her mum looked like, but I'll tell you why she won. Hmm. I think she won because she was the best cross country uh, runner that the school had. Ah. And if you remember back then... Cross-country was a big Cross-country was everything. Yeah. It didn't matter if you were a fuck-up. If you were a good cross-country runner... Yeah, you get everything. You get everything. It's, so like, it's like rugby league mate, when she, you're at the high school. I was waiting yeah. to see her at the Olympics. That's how good this mm. chick was. Like Kathy Freeman type, type, yeah, type of runner. Yeah, like type, legit. Like le- she was legit, this chick. Mm. And she went to... You know how they used to have regional? Yeah. And then they'd have state? state. She went to state, yep. this chick. She was 100% mm. legit, right? I think she won because she was making the school look better than it actually really was, mm. which was an absolute the school, shithole. The school right. was a fuck up. I mean, you can't. I don't know what it's like now, but it was. It's a. F- it was always it's a, a fuck, fuck up. up. Come on, look, I'm doing this podcast. It says everything, That's doesn't right, it? Right? Yeah. Look how successful we've right? been. And I mean, it allowed me to do a focus group. <laughs> a focus group. I taught you to read well enough to read that yeah. form. Oh, mate, I did it legit. Yeah. That was so proud. He's like, oh, well done. Thanks for the information. And he took it to the boffins in the R&D lab. And the next thing you know, the flavor that I was testing was released on the market. Unreal. I'm not making this yeah, up. Yeah, I remember the caramel flavor. You remember the caramel flavor? I it. it was nice. Chocolate's always been my yeah. favorite. That's why we That's why we were never svelte as kids because we yeah. used to eat the, the snack packs. Oh, mate, snack packs every day with lunch and prosciutto sandwiches. Well, I'm going to save that one. For next week, that's the ramp for next week. Fuck, we got like twenty for next week. That's we no, just, no, we, no. That's part of the bullying. Ah, oh, oh, the sa- sandwiches. Yeah, yes. I want to get. That's a bullying one. That's yeah. a, and it's also a confessional. Oh Jesus, confessional to mum because you gave your sandwiches away. No, no. 
how I how I killed a dolphin. Yep. And how I was part of a bordello. Ah. I, I was in on it. As you do. And I, I I can tell you there's fucking plenty of rams coming up, folks. All two of you that mm. are listening. But I don't want to do it now because I want to make this. Well, how long will we be? We want to make this an hour podcast. We're aware. Kind of not paying any attention. To well, the I'm aware that our podcasts are too long. Yep, we don't know as much. Yeah. yeah, I want to make them about an hour. Yeah, that's all right. right. Yeah, whatever. So there's the rant for this week. That was that was it. That was when I basically did the show until the most pitiful show I've yep. ever seen. So a fucking le- a fucking washing machine. She brings in a washing machine. And she expects <laughs> to whole washing machine. And she expects to win. And she does. And she did. <laughs> fuck me. I got angry. I'm fucking angry now when I think about it. it pissed me the fuck off. I thought I was going to win because I brought in these uh, food. Yeah, and Dad I probably brought in the best part of a hundred bucks worth of fucking snack packs. That's the end of the ram. I'm getting angry. I'm getting agitated yeah. thinking about it. But that's it. A focus group. Focus group. Jason, relaxation. We've got an unfinished topic for last week. Yeah, we we were starting to talk about the Dreamcast, mm. and we really need to finish that topic because you asked me at the end of last uh, week. Why did it fail? Yeah, we were we were kind of like talking about the nineties because we loved it, right? So for me, the the Dreamcast was probably one of the more memorable systems that that we had growing up. Maybe because it was just. My age, I I remember it. More. You probably came into it at the right time for you. Yeah, so for um, me, like the, it's cute little Digimon esque or Pokemon esque swirl, and it's four ports for your your controllers. And well, that was, wasn't what it was. was I mean, the N the N sixty four was the first controller. I, I know, but the but, system itself was, you know, it was a, it was it was nicely packaged. The games Soul Calibur. Well, let's get in. I mean, yeah. let's get into it. Like as a system. It came out in Japan in 98, but yep. was released in the West in 1999. In fact, uh, 9th, of, 9th of September 1999. So nine, nine, we got it that day. We did. 9999. <laughs> we got it. And it, well, let, let's get into that, right? Because yep. at the time, were you not... You're was working, that the start of a... I was working for... I'm not EB. A, I was working for Electronics Boutique at yeah. this stage, yeah. And you were working with some interesting characters. Some very interesting characters. That made me look cool. That's all I'm saying. And that fuck me. That, that says a lot. That says a lot. I mean, you were working with a guy, and he's a very nice guy, and I'd really... I'm yeah. trying to... I'm, which, mind you, yeah. we're trying to hunt down some of these guys yeah. to get them on the show. This guy, I know they're around, but I just can't find them. Let me tell you folks about this guy that he was working with. Jason Relaxation was working with this guy. Leading up to episode one of the prequels of Star Wars, The, the Phantom Menace, mm. every time I went into the store, because I knew I'd get go into the store and see him, and I'd get a game or something, or I'd pick up a poster or some bullshit. And this guy would bail me up, and he'd be like, "I'm lo- I'm liking what I see with the new Star Wars movie. I really like the Force push." And he'd actually go, he'd he'd do the push. <laughs> he'd fucking do it all day. He'd he'd walk around the store all day pretending he's got the Force and pushing shit over. Mind you, at this you know? point, this this guy would be what? He'd be our age, so he'd be. I'm trying to think back then, well into his mid twenties. Uh, well, he's more successful than we are for sure. He's probably doing better than we. It wouldn't be we hard. Are. Well, wouldn't be hard. Look at me, I'm I'm fucked. Hmm. But the the point is, is that he was a very uh, passionate. He was a well. He was in. What's the word I'm looking for? He was an inter- interesting guy, mm. and he was very passionate about Star Wars. <laughs> but he was into his gaming too. And and here's the story with the Dreamcast. And I want to get into the Dreamcast itself. He probably sold it to me hmm. even though you were working there and you were telling me about it 
he was saying, oh, look, Seager, I think, are going to come back in a big way. Because mm. leading up to the Dreamcast, Seager were really on the back foot. And I want to get into that as well. And, and and the reason why I want to get into that is because to answer the question, why did, why it, did fail? it fail, you have to go all the way back to probably 93, maybe or, even 92. Yeah. Right. So there were a lot of mistakes that Seager were making right back then that mm. really affected the Dreamcast at the end. Mm. Right. And it's a tragedy in gaming because you're right, the Dreamcast itself as a system is, is one phenomenal. of the best systems yeah. that's ever come out. But he was very a passionate guy. He was like, oh, man, you know, have you seen Seeker's new machine? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not really interested. Mm. I think, what, what was I doing there? I was playing the PS1. Yep. That was what I was really into. I was really into the whole FIFA scene and playing uh, all sorts of RPGs mm. on the PS1. And I thought the PS1 was amazing. And he was saying, well... No, Sega's got this new thing coming out. It's going to blow your mind. And so we went to a pre-launch event. Yeah, you. So we we were privy to certain things prior to to the general public knowing what was going on back in the day when Sega had a little office out in the fucking back end of nowhere. Uh, we went to a pre-launch event, and mate, they they fed us the Kool Aid, and it for us it was this is the next thing. This is going to blow people's fucking minds, which. It kind of did, you know. It sold itself initially to well, the, the gamer. Well, the Kool Aid was kind of justified, mm. in my opinion, with that particular machine. But I remember coming to visit you in the store, mm. and this guy would be bailing me up, saying, "Oh, I think this is going to be the," because he knew I was really into my games too. So that's how we kind of. Yeah. Actually, all the guys that worked in the store with no, you, was it be. the re- the regional manager that was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He was a cool guy. Mate, he's still around. I don't know where he. I think he's like a national level. Yeah, senior figure now. I don't yeah. know if he's still with the company, but I, I need to hunt him down. Yeah, he was a he was a really interesting guy, mm-hmm. and he was very knowledgeable as with his games mm-hmm. as well. And I, I would take what this other guy, the nerdy guy that was doing the force mm-hmm. push around the store every day, every day, with a grain of salt. But when mm-hmm. he was coming out the back, because he was not always in the store, mm-hmm. he would visit from time to time. He'd be like a helicopter manager, yep. fly in, fly out. He would um bail me up and go hey man i don't know if your brother's said anything to you but you know this is this machine is going to be really impressed it's really yeah. impressed us you know like yeah. and do you want to pre-order it fucking no. and and i went nah man i don't know Seager are kind of like done some stupid mm. shit and then i actually saw one running you had one come into the store into playing the virtual store. fighter or something no what was it playing house of the dead 2 yeah okay fuck we were allowed to play that in store no it was showing it Ah, okay. Right, because if you remember, House of the Dead Two, uh, I believe required the light gun. Yes, we played. We certainly played it with mm-hmm. the light gun, but you needed. I don't think you could do it with the controller. I think you needed the light yeah. gun, um, and you wouldn't want to play it with the controller. No, but they were playing House of the Dead, and the other really big draw card was, of course, Soul Calibur. Yep. They they would play Soul Calibur, Calibur in the mm. like they had a display stand. And and then they'd play Soul Calibur all day, and it looked amazing. And what this, blew me? This, this victory strengthens the soul of Lizard, Lizard Man. Man. Yep. But that was amazing to me, mm. and I thought, okay, well, that's just the because again, I I went over it last week, the full motion video scene of the early nineties yep. and the mid nineties, and so by the late nineties, I think everyone was really burnt out with with that particular technology, and people wanted more, mm. particularly in their gameplay. And I was thinking, well, that's just the full motion video running because all oh, you had was like yeah. the 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 cut scenes of the actual uh, fighting. Yep. In Soul Calibur, but no, that was gameplay. And then one of the it was yeah. either the the really cool guy or it was the force pushing. Mm. Guy. I'm going to call him force, force push. push. Yep. Because he'd go around the store and he'd just go, Psh, 
force push. He'd fucking do it to customers yeah. all day. He he used to come up to me. This is no fucking bullshit. He came up to me, and he's like, he's tapped me on mm. the on the back of the shoulder, and I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I just force pushed you, dude. I'd appreciate it if you fell over. I'm not fucking making that up. Because I can see him doing it. He fucking did it. He 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 because he thought. I'm not being funny. He's one of those yeah. guys. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie uh, Fanboys. Yeah. Where the, where the guy, they basically huge Star Wars fans and they mm-hmm. want to get a sneak peek of uh, the the movie episode yep. one before it comes out. That's fucking and they go to Sky, They go to Skywalker Ranch. Yep. Anyway, they meet up a character. Um, I think it's Seth Rogen mm. in the movie. They meet up with him and he's a, he plays a, a bit of a Muppet in the movie. But he takes his... Um, He's got a tattoo on his arm. Mm. And so the nerdy guys in this movie go, oh, look, man, we're Star Wars fans too. That's the uh, Rebellion Mm. uh, tattoo or something like this. And he goes, well, if you like that, check this out. And and Seth Rogen takes his shirt Mm. off and it's a tattoo of Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) And he goes, see how cool this is? Jar Jar Binks, he's going to be the shit, (laughs) right? And so this guy in your store, this yeah. EB store, he'd run around the whole day going, fucking episode one, Phantom Menace, is yeah. going to be the shit, folks. And he was running around, and I'm not making this up, he would force push shit everywhere. He'd run up to a fucking stand of games, and he'd go, <laughs> right? Like he, was, like he was one of those Mortal Kombat fighters. He'd just run up and go, <laughs> right? And, he, and, and you'd think that, what's he doing? Yeah. And so he had this thing. If he knew you, mm. right, and he knew me over time because I'd come in and see you and I'd, yeah. get, I'd get games and all sorts of shit, he'd run up and go, Psh. and I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, man, I just force pushed you, dude. You should you should fall, black, fall back. I go, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, he went too far with it. Oh, mate, he... He yeah. went too far with but it. But he did that with pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah, he was a bit of a... Yeah, but, but he... He really knew his stuff about games, mm. and there, there's a couple of incidences where I believed him. And mm. much later on, past the Dreamcast years, in about 2001, he, I was in the store, and he said, "Man, you've got to get this game." Mm. This is why I believed him over time because he was like this. 2001, after the Dreamcast launch, I'm I'm getting sidetracked mm. here. He'd say to me, "You got to buy this game today," mm. and I'm like, "What game is it?" And he goes, "It's Grand Theft Auto 3." And up until that point, I'm like, dude, Grand Theft Auto sucks dick. Well, it's a it's fucking like overhead, overhead, fucking, yeah. like micro machines. Yeah, looking it fu- basically look like micro machines. Yeah, with and violence. I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, dude, it kind of like modern day version is like uh, that overview thing is like I'm pulling out of my ass Miami Miami Hotline. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just pulling that out of my yeah. ass, right? I'm not saying Miami Hotline is like Grand Theft Auto from no, the, no, no. I'm just saying the, that over, yeah, the, the, the overhead, the camera perspective, yeah, the camera yeah. perspective, right? Yeah. So I wasn't into it, but he's like, dude, you've got to get, check this shit out. Check yeah. this shit out, player. And I'm like, oh fuck. And he, while he was doing it, he'd be force pushing you <laughs> in the fucking store. And I, and I, and he actually said to me because mm. this is how much trust I built up with him. He's like, if you don't like it, I'm telling you now, I'll fucking take it back. I'll take it back. I'll refund it immediately, and I'll give you another game at mm. a discount. I'll put it through as your brother's discount. Yep. And I'm like, fucking fuck. All right, cool. But I didn't need to take it back because mm. Grand Theft Auto 3 was the shit. But this is the type of character he is. Mm. But back when the Dreamcast was being launched, so back in 99, he's like, you want to get, you want to take a look at this because this looks really cool. Mm. 
And I'm like, okay. And then you had it in the store and it was running Soul Calibur and it was running House of the Dead 2. And I thought, okay, I'm going to put my money down. Mm. And we put our money down on the on the Dreamcast. And, you know, it's an amazing machine, but it was a, a very innovative machine. It had pretty much the world's first inbuilt modem, mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware. Um, I think North Americans got the 56 kilobyte or yep. We only got 33.6 because Australia sucks dick and we don't... Internet hasn't changed. Internet hasn't changed and we still don't have electricity and Mm. PS Now won't come here. Go fuck fuck off. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. But the the point is it had an inbuilt modem. Mm -hmm. It had the VMU, the visual memory unit, which Which was... I fucking love that thing. Yeah, you loved it. I I thought it was a a novel thing, but I understand that it was... It had some really uh, interesting features. Mm. Like when you played a game... The LCD screen, so it basically slotted into yep. the uh, controller and it had like a screen in the middle of the controller, basically. Mm-hmm. And so when you played a game, the game would come up with a particular image yep. of that game in a screen. And some games were very um, forward thinking Forward thinking on yeah. that, like uh, Sonic Adventure. Sonic, yeah, because I played a lot of Sonic. Yeah, I, I want to go through, actually a bit later on, I want to mm. go through the, the list of games that came out with it. And the ones was, that we smashed. Exactly. We tight offended. Yeah, but that game was very innovative, mm. Sonic Adventure, because it had like a little Tamagotchi game attached yep. to it. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And so back in the late 90s, Tamagotchi, which was like a Japanese LCD it's like a virtual mobile. Pet. It's a virtual pet. Yeah, virtual pet sort of game, but it was a mobile LCD screen. Yep. Same, and that's yeah, exactly thing, right. right? Yep. And it was like a virtual pet, and and uh, Sonic Adventure had that. Yep. And I don't believe any console has ever had that ever since. Nope. Right. Fuck, I love that game. And I never liked Sonic, but I love Sonic mm. Adventure. And then um, other games had different features that would use it. It also had a really cool feature where if you link two virtual me- v- uh, VMUs or virtual memory units together, you can transfer save mm-hmm. files. So you could give your friend it's their save file. It was really cool back in the day. It was mm. basically flash memory. Yep. All right. So think of that now. Flash memory with an LCD screen. So go back to the 90s. Flash memory was not common. It wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap. And it had an LCD screen. Mm-hmm. Fucking fuck. That's amazing, right? It was mind-blowing. Yep. And so it had all of that stuff. It had a very, uh, in terms of hardware, it was quite powerful for the time. It had mm-hmm. um, a pretty powerful CPU. It's funny. It, it did, but everything that they put, the way that they put it together was all very much off-the-shelf technology. Yeah, right? they used, they, NEC was for the uh, GPU. They yeah, used the so power VR. In, in ter- I mean, it, it was very powerful, but in order to cu- cut the costs down and to make it actually consumer-friendly, they, they very much bought off-the-shelf Put the components together and shipped. Yeah, and they also um, used um, Windows CE as the yeah, operating Yeah, well, system. they learnt their lessons from, and I'm going to get to. I've mm. got to go back down memory lane a little bit in a, in a minute, but they used Windows CE because they wanted to make it as developer friendly, friendly as, as they possible. could. Yeah, right. It had its own problems. Yeah, but that's that yeah. that had problems and big big problems, mm. which is one of the reasons why it also failed. But it um it was a very forward thinking device it was small mm-hmm. it looked the shit it looked awesome right the only thing i'll comment as as being a negative and this is my personal thing is that i i still stick by the fact that i don't like the controller mm. right the controller is it hurt your hands after a while yeah it's big and cumbersome mm. and it had that only it was one light though it wasn't heavy yeah but it was kind of like big it's very plastic yeah and it's like cheap plastic yeah it would not pass the flick test What's the flick test? You don't know on the dashboard of your car when you flick something, it's good quality. If it's if it's softer, it's it's higher quality plastic as opposed to 
if you flick it and it makes a like a. I've never. A, heard, I've never you heard, heard the flick test. No, I, 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 drive, I drive a German car. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, about, well, you and I both drive. Yeah, German I, I cars, don't care about these other cheap. Yeah, shit. but cheap shit. So, so cheap, can I, cheaper can, plastics hurt your finger. Can I ask you a question? Mm. Then? Right. This is a mini Ram. Yeah. Mini Ram. Yeah. Back in 1995, our friend Pedro, he <laughs> yes. bought a... 19... Not Pottery Pete. No, Pottery Pete, fuck, he's eating a bowl of sour, sour Skittles. He actually told me he's working on a flux capacitor right now. No, oh, he's, he's a bigger nerd than I am. <laughs> he bought a brand new 1995 Hyundai XL. Do you mm. remember the, nine, do remember. the 999 yeah, drive away? It was green, wasn't it? Yeah, 999 yeah. drive away, no yep. more to pay. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm. Would that... That would not pass the flick test. That would test. not pass the flick nope. test. Because it would be hard as fuck. You'd break your finger. Okay. Well, that that, that car had a few adventures, mm. um, which I won't get into now, but maybe in future podcasts I will. But mm-hmm. the Hyundai Excel from 1995, <laughs> 9.990 drive away, no more to pay, mm-hmm. wouldn't get the flick test. Would not pass the flick test. Okay. so the Which is, you know, like what we this... It's, it actually feels like a decent bit of plastic, right? Mate, I tell you now, um, but that was very well, plastic. You're holding up for the, our two our two audio listeners, the Nintendo, who have Switch. now dropped off to one. Yep, and sorry. that's our mum, mm. and she wants to know why I killed a fucking dolphin, mm. right? You're holding up the uh, pro controller for the Nintendo Switch. Yep, one of my favorite controllers. I believe all the time. it's my favorite controller as no. well. I, I actually think it almost actually it does. It dethrones the Xbox 360 controller. Yep. Um, and I think the reason is it just fits perfectly in the it's hand. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful controller. Yeah. But the Dreamcast controller was was not well designed, and it was in an era where analog controls mm. were not really the norm. Mm-hmm. And so um, controlling on a – is it the third axis with a yep. camera? Manually via an analog stick was not really the norm in the nineties. Mm. So you had you had the forward and back with the analog stick on Mate, the left. I, rem- I remember you getting very frustrated with specific games – uh, with the controller and, and how f- hard it well, was to... Well, one of the great games... Resident Evil comes to mind. Well, I was just about to say, Resident Evil Code Veronica... Mm. You, I remember you is, throwing a controller f- at some point. It did my head in. <laughs> but that game was fucking the shit. Oh, I mean, we'll get, I, I want I want to Google the games in a minute, but yeah. I'm telling you, the, that was a great game for the mm. Dreamcast. But what let the Dreamcast down was the, um, was the controller. You know mm. what I mean? But that's the only chink in its armor as far as I'm concerned. Oh, absolutely. Right? Actually, there's two chinks. And I'm going to lead as to what fi- why it failed because mm. we've we got to answer the question. How long have we been recording for? Uh, just over an hour, just around All right, an hour. All right, let's wrap this shit up. No, we've, only, we've literally not even started the, the conversation. We won't take long. That's all right. I'm getting close to needing a piss. That's usually <laughs> you know, that's the end of the do, podcast. Do you, know the common, do you know the common thread from these podcasts? What piss. if someone ends yeah, the piss. conversation with "I gotta take a piss"? Well, that's what's going to happen. We're going to yeah. end this podcast in about fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes, we'll take a piss. Needing to do a piss. I'm telling you now, yeah. this won't take long. Yeah. Why did the Dreamcast fail when it was so much uh, universally loved? Mm. I think gamers everyone, loved it. Gamers loved it. Developers didn't. Done. Podcast done. Okay. No. <laughs> You got to go back to. I'm going to wrap this up. You got to go back to like '92. Yep. When Sega of America and Sega of uh, Japan were really starting to uh, be at loggerheads with a lot of decisions mm. that they wanted to make, and so what was starting to happen was Sega of America decided in '90 around '91, '92 to publish their own games, mm. independent from Japan. 
because they wanted more games on the Genesis. That in the North America, obviously, yep. it was known as the Genesis. Here, the Mega Drive, and so uh, they went out their own way and developed it and, and created their own games, published mm. their own games, and because of that, the quality of the games that they were pre- releasing was a bit sus- a bit suspect. And prior to that, Sega of Japan was kind of saying, well, hang on, no, we want... A bit like Nintendo, we want to mm. release less games but higher quality. High quality, yeah. right? But Sega of America didn't want to do that. That's the first fuck-up. But that wasn't really what showed up as a Titanic moment. Mm. What was really a bit, a bit of a problem was, I think around 92 slash 93, Sega of Japan really, really wanted to push the 32X. Mm. And the 32X was... An add-on for the Mega Drive yep. Genesis, right? And I'll be honest with you, at the time, I thought that was a good idea. I'll be honest. When I when I saw the 32X come out, mm. I was like, yeah, that's not a bad deal. If you've got a Mega Drive, for an extra couple of hundred dollars, you make that machine a 32-bit machine, right? Because mm. it was all about the bits back then. It was all about the bits. So the 32X, as, it's, as it implies, was mm. a 32-bit machine, but it needed the uh, processing power or it needed the power mm. from... The, the Mega Drive slash yeah. Genesis, but it did upgrade it to 32 bits. It did give it more colors on mm-hmm. screen. It, well, it did upgrade it. It did, yeah. right? It was like but it was of- still a cartridge-based mach- yep. machine. However, some games would work with the uh, Mega CD add-on. Mm. Okay, so again, Mega, uh, Sega went the uh, full, ma- full motion video route, or they tried to get into it with CD-ROM. In, in around mm. 91, I think it was, 92, and they did release the Mega CD. Yeah. Okay. And there was a Mega CD Model 1, which was like a independent thing that sat underneath the mm. Mega Drive Model 1. And then there was a Mega Drive Model 2 and a Mega CD Model 2 that was an all-in-one unit. Mm. And I remember, I remember back in the early 90s, like 91, 92, I'm no joke, I walked into that same games wizard store that i've mm-hmm. told many stories about and it was 700 bucks fuck it was a lot of money it's a big investment it was a big investment right and so what um sega was saying was well there are some games that will also use the 32x and gave and would give you cd-rom capabilities mm. as well so they were 32x cd-rom games mm. All right, as well as thirty two X. It's pretty clever when you think about it. They're, they're, the longevity. Of I that, actually thought that I, I will clever. be. I'll be honest with you. I I thought at the time that was a smart move, yeah. but I was I was wrong. Yeah, absolutely. All right, but I was wrong because you can see it from their business sense why that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, but I was wrong, mm. just like Sega was wrong. Mm. So Sega of America saw this and went, "We don't want it. We mm. want to go completely to the next." Machine, yeah. which was going to be the, the Saturn, Saturn, and yeah. that was that was going to be the true thirty two X machine, mm. okay, a thirty two bit machine, and so they were they're at loggerheads. But Sega of Japan said, "No, you're going to release this fucking thing mm. in North America, and you're going to lo- and you're going to like it, mm. all right." And so they did; they released it. But the problem with the thirty two X was it was a, it was quite expensive for what it was, and there were very very few games for mm. it, and the games that did come out for it were shit. And it, and it killed it. Mm. And so everyone was saying, well, it's fantastic that you've upgraded our Genesis slash Mega Drive to 32 bits, but we want the real thing, mm. right? We want we want a system we want, we want the 32-bit yeah. system, yep. right? And we know that you fuckers have got it because everyone knew. I think it was Project Black Belt back then. I could be wrong on that. Mm. I, and by the way, I've not Googled any of this shit. I am now pulling this out of my, my depraved, fucked up memory, right? I'm... 
this is what I've read and yep. seen in the past. Yeah. I'm not Googling. So if I'm wrong with dates, so be it. But I'm telling you, this is roughly mm. what happened. And so everyone was waiting for the Saturn, I believe Project Black Belt in 93, 92. Mm. And then when it came out in 94 in Japan and 95 like in other regions, mm. everyone went, well, fuck Sega. Why would you sell us this 32X thing? Yeah. Why would you sell us that for? Right, that kind of annoyed us. Like right, and the consumer got repeating itself. The, the, con, the consumer got it. Well, mm. yeah. There's many, many examples of peripherals failing. Mm. Right, many examples of it. And the old saying that any add-on for the video game industry, whether it be the, hasn't worked well. Yeah, whether it be the Connect, yep. the Move controller, oh, the Connect. You know, any the the Zapper gun for the mm-hmm. Sega, the Sega um, Master System, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it tends to not do well. And so people got really annoyed. The, con- the customer got really annoyed mm. with um, the fact that you were giving us a product that w- you know was not the real product, mm. basically. And it was an ugly thing as well. It needed its own power. So you had a power... Another brick slice. Yeah, so you had a multiple... You had, I- I've got one at home. Mm. I've actually got one at home. I've got a 32X hooked up to a uh, Sega Mega Drive mm. Model 2 with a Sega Mega Drive Model 2 CD-ROM drive. And I'm not fucking kidding you. That's if I put the 32X in, yeah. I've got three power bricks. Fucking hell. Right? One for the CD-ROM, one for the Mega Drive, and one for the 32X. That's a nightmare. It is. Mm. And people went, fuck, this is a fucking disaster, mm. right? And if you wanted to play 32X CD-ROM games, it came with a cartridge and a CD. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Another nightmare, yeah. right? And so Sega was really pushing this, and it wasn't it wasn't cheap. Now I'm pulling this out of my ass. I believe it was about two ninety nine mm. US dollars. Yep, that's, back, a lot, that's a lot of coin. Back man. in ninety back in uh, two thousand uh, nineteen ninety three. That's a lot of right. Money. I could be pulling that out of my ass, but I believe they reduced it very very heavily very mm. quickly. Went to one ninety nine, and then it went as yep. low as like fifty bucks. Fuck me. Right when it was a full fuck up. Mm. Right. And so everyone got really upset with Sega over that. Then they released the Sega Saturn, which mm. was the true 32-bit machine. And they already had a problem from day one. They had decided to put in two CPUs in the mm-hmm. thing. And they were using two Hitachi SH codenamed CPUs. Mm. Oh, yeah, CPUs, right? And apparently to get these two CPUs to sing and work together in harmony... Mm. You needed to be a really shit-hot developer for that. So you made right? it hard for developers. Exactly. Yep. So only Sega in-house developers apparently could get this thing to cook, to, 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 sing, mm. to fire up. If you're a third-party developer, you, didn't, you, couldn't, get, you, you couldn't get it to the work. The learning curve's too right? high. It's easy so, to go somewhere so else. So what would happen is the Saturn games tended to look a lot worse than yep. PlayStation games. Yep. Right. So now the Saturn's competing with the PlayStation 1 mm. and later on the, the N64. Yep. All right. They'll get no chance. Yeah. So the other fuck up was was that um, it was more expensive than the PlayStation mm-hmm. One. Okay, I think it was a hundred dollars more expensive. And what Sega had done, they had said it's uh, I can't remember the exact price, but they'd said it was two ninety nine. And then Sony at E three came out and went that it's very famous now. Mm. The then president of of Sony for computer entertainment went up there and said one ninety nine and walked off stage. So they're immediately a hundred dollars. <laughs> Cheaper yep. than than the Saturn, which right? makes it a no brainer. Exactly. Now the the other nail in the coffin for the Saturn was that they misread the industry completely. Mm. Sega did. They believed that they were going to continue on their successes of the sixteen bit era by having two D platforming mm. games, two D sprites on the screen, 
when the industry actually went the other way and went 3D. Mm. So the PlayStation games, if you ever fire up a PlayStation 1 game, they're all 3D polygons, mm-hmm. right? And so that machine could generate way more polygons on screen at one time than the Saturn could because it was never designed to do that. Yep. The Saturn was an absolute beast in generating games like Street Fighter mm. that was 2D sprites on the screen as a fighting game. As opposed to polygons. As, a, as opposed to yep. polygons. And whenever they tried to do polygon games, it was shit. Mm. There was only a few exceptions to that, like Panzer Dr- uh, Dracoon mm. was a masterpiece. But their big game in the Saturn era was Nights into Dreams. Mm. Right, that was their big one, but that's more of a 2D type of game, yep. right? Even though it did have some 3D elements to it. So the Saturn was a fuck-up too. And so now you've got a problem. You've got this right? cascading series The of last fuck-ups. nail in the coffin for yeah. the Saturn was the then president of the of Sega America, Bernie Stoller, did a colossal fuck-up. He gets up there one year into the Saturn's life, life in North America. One year into it, he says... The Saturn's not our future. So he admits... And then who's going to buy it? Then, exactly right? right. So he admits he admits that the Saturn's a failure mm. and one year into its life, or thereabouts roughly, it's maybe pretty short two. in terms of a console at that Well, can you imagine um, Sony, mm. they release the PS5 mm. and one year into it they go, oh, no, it's not, it's our, not future. our future. We're releasing we're, we're, something we're, you know, we're, we're, we're working on the PS6 or whatever mm. it is, all right? It's, it's not going it's it's to happen. Yeah. They didn't do it with the PS3. They yeah. stuck with it, mm-hmm. right? They did a lot of changes with the PS3 and that's why it succeeded when mm. initially, 2008, they called it Battle Station. Yeah. Do you remember that? There was I an did, article yeah. in gaming magazines called The Battle Station where they thought that this thing was going to sink Sony because mm. Sony wasn't doing very well in their other divisions. Mm. And then the, and then the one thing that they relied on, which was the PlayStation, it was fucking sinking Sony because mm. they were losing nearly $300 per fucking unit to no, manufacture that, that's it. That's it. They weren't right? making any money off it. I want to go more into into depth with the, mm. the seventh-gen consoles like the PS3 mm. and the Xbox 360, but they turned it around. Now... Can you imagine Sony back then saying one year into the PS3 or maybe two years into the PS3 this, going, we're waiting not our future. That's it. Not our future. Yeah, stop like, buying it. Now, people aren't stupid. They know that you know they're going to work on a, on a new console. They have to. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows yeah. that. But you don't come out and say... Off the bat. Off the not, bat. Oh, it's, we're working on something else. We're working else. on something else. Wait for and that. And so immediately everyone lost confidence mm. in Sega, right, when Bernie Stoller said that, the fucking idiot. And they said, oh, well, okay, so what is the future mm. then? And the future, of course, was going to be the Dreamcast. Dreamcast yeah. And so Sega really, they really did learn a lot from the Saturn. They did make it a lot easier mm. to develop for. They used the Hitachi SH2 chips, which a chip which was a mm. much more powerful chip, but also much easier to program because it was only one mm-hmm. of them. They used a very powerful GPU, the, the NEC Power VR. Um, it might have even been the Power VR 2. And they also really leveraged, but it was kind of a mistake as well. They were trying to bet their their uh, money on the horse mm. of the arcade machine. Mm. So what they basically did with the Dreamcast... Because you've got to think of the context. Japan, yeah, arcade yeah. Is, a, is a big deal, right? Yeah. So they're, they're assuming we're going to be able to sell if we bring that yeah. arcade yeah. aspect that, into the living that, room. That's exactly how they rolled with it. Yeah. They, they were saying... We make all of our money on the Naomi boards yes. in the arcades. Yep. And you've been to Japan. Mate, they still fucking make a fortune on Th- it. That's right. So, yeah. you know, you lived in Japan for a long mm. time. So the reality is you know what the Japan mm. arcades are like, right? Fantastic is what they are. They are, right? They, they're the shit. Mm. And the thing is is that they put their uh, money on the, that horse. Mm. They basically said, let's 
basically bring that into the living room. I'm really simplifying this, right? Okay, so I'm not a technical guy, and I know I'm missing stuff. Mm. So you can crucify me, all two of you that are listening. That's right, write your comments, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'll write all two of them. I don't give a fuck, right? (laughs) But I'm telling you what they did was they said... We want to bring that arcade experience into the living room, into the living room and we're the king of the arcades. Yep. And they kind of were, right? Sega Arcade, like, you think about all the Sega games Fantastic in the arcade, shit. right? Yeah. And so they basically took took a stripped-down version of the Naomi board. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Naomi board. And put it or the Model this. 1. Might be the Model 1. Yep. I could be wrong. Might be Model 1. And they took that hardware and they put it into the tiny little box that was the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. That's fucking amazing, Right. And then they said, we're going to make it easy for developers to work on because we're going to mm-hmm. um, make it, put it on Windows CE and everyone knows Windows and we're going to make it easy for that mm-hmm. and we're going to be innovative. We're going it's to put- the same time that PC gaming was starting to really yeah, well, that's form, it. right? That's right. And so they've gone, well, we're going to give them the same developer platform that's right. that they're building PC that's games. That's right. For. Now, here's the thing. And then they're like, oh, we're going to be really innovative. Mm-hmm. We, we Online's going to be the, the future so mm-hmm. we're going to include a modem in every single Dreamcast that we sell yep. so you can connect to the SegaNet I think it was called SegaNet mm-hmm. and um, we, here in Australia we didn't get that to fuck it, it. I don't think it ever I don't actually think it we ever got happened. the CD key remember it came with got the, the CD, CD key, key but it never, it, the, I, don't I don't think the online thing ever no happened. I don't remember we, it. Could, we could Google that shit yeah but, I don't think we did yeah. but, but the reality is I know in other parts of the world SegaNet was you could do it yeah right and so that's amazing in 1999. Mm. That's the fucking shit. I'm telling you now. Mm. And so that's why Fantasy Star Online was the big the big thing because here you were playing an MMO mm. before World of Warcraft kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. that's fucking amazing. This thing was amazing. And we went over what the hardware was like, all the innovation in the mm. hardware. And it was also a very powerful box. But here's what fucked it. Sega had lost a lot of goodwill with the third parties mm. and they lost a lot of goodwill with the retailers. You know why? Because when they released the Saturn, the then president, uh, I think it was Tom Kalinsky, I could be mispronouncing mm. the name, at E3 in 94, mm. came out and said, we've got this new thing called the, the Saturn and guess what? It's available right now. Mm. Right now, not 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 in six months. So you know when they released the PS4, they did a they did a event mm-hmm. in February in 2013, and then they built up the hype, and yep. then it was released in November 2013. Yep. And they'll probably do the same for the PS5. It's right? Bound to happen. It's bound to happen. Yep. They 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 didn't do that with the Saturn. They came out and said it's now. It's shipping today. It's it's in a store right now. Mm. And so retailers got the shits with that because mm. they didn't have any chance to do promotions. They didn't have any shelf spacings. Mm-hmm. They they their inventory was all fucked up. And many of the retailers in in North America refused to stock mm. the Saturn. And so when the Dreamcast came out, they weren't interested in stocking the Dreamcast either. The same shit was going to happen exactly. Yep. And because Sat. Uh, Sega had had some weird, funny practices as well with their policies mm. in regards to what third parties could do on their systems, like Nintendo did back in the 80s yeah. with the NES. A lot of the Mate, third... Nintendo still don't let you stream shit. Uh, I thought they'd relax that now. Yeah, I think I, they have. Uh, I remember hearing about Angry Joe. Yeah, well, no, they've, they've relaxed yeah. that now. They've gone back on that. Okay. But the point is, is that they had some weird uh, situations with third parties. Mm. But they, a lot of third parties wouldn't develop for the Dreamcast. So EA mm. wouldn't develop for the well, Dreamcast. Well, the first right? ones to come and say we're not developing exactly. for Dreamcast. Yep. Now, people will throw stones at EA and they Happily. fucking deserve it. But EA deserve everything they, they get. But back then, EA, I'm telling you now, was the shit. Mm. Because all their sports games... 
If it's in the game. If it's in the game. EA Sports. EA Sports. If, if it's in it, the game. I'm telling you now, if if their games were not on your system mm. back in the late 90s or the early 2000s, oh, you're fucked. you were fucked. Even and now, I can, let's, let's be honest, if that happened now, you're fucked. Well, exactly. People love EA well, games, right? Well, I've heard some interesting things about EA, how like, their games supposedly fail, but they're still selling ridiculous. Yeah, they're still shitloads because people just want Exactly. so many games... Sports games that have been released that are absolute garbage. Exactly. So still sell. So the point I want to make is is that they didn't have the third party support, mm. and they had to rely on their in house development team to do a lot of the work, which wasn't scaled right? to the. And they did some yeah. smart things. They developed Sonic Team, mm-hmm. so they were making their own sort of games based on the yep. Sonic universe, and they did some smart stuff. But it wasn't enough to pull the Sega through. But they did have enough at the launch of the of to the cell units of the Dreamcast yep. to sell a shit ton, like. Mm. Initially, it's kind of like the Titanic. Mm. Everything looked fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It was the shit. It's it was the latest and the greatest. It, it was, it had the, some it great was shit, never yep. going to sink. Yep. But then the iceberg came and it fucked it. And yep. I'll tell you what fucked it. Firstly, the third party support mm-hmm. wasn't there. And the real big, and I know people won't agree with me, but you know what? If I had a dollar for everybody that told me back in the 90s when I got my Dreamcast, when we got our mm. Dreamcast and said, oh, but I'm going to wait for the PS2, it seems to be better, I'd be a fucking millionaire. Mm. I'm telling you now. So many people were saying to me, oh, but the PS2 is going to be the yep. shit. It's going to be way better the than... Sony why'd already you buy- had its presence. Why yeah. did you do- why'd you get a, a, a Dreamcast? What's that? I don't even know what it mm. is. And what really hurts Sega more than anything else is that they didn't have the budget to market the thing. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were bleeding money. They had no money. Mm. They had no money, Right. And so they couldn't promote the Dreamcast. Mm. And they couldn't compete with Sony's marketing power. And the other thing that fucked it, I talked about the third parties, mm. but the biggest thing was that it couldn't play DVDs. And, I, and we spoke about this last week. Yeah. DVDs in, in 1999-2000. Critical. 2000 when the PS2 came out. Yep. It was critical because it was a cheap DVD player. DVDs were starting to become relevant in terms mm-hmm. of renting them. Yep, and you could game on it. And you could game on it. And it, there was a big fucking difference, right? Because the 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 um, Dreamcast used pr- proprietary, proprietary format. Format. Yeah. It was called GD ROM, mm-hmm. gigabyte mm-hmm. ROM, and it would only store roughly a gigabyte, and it really limited what you could do on it. Whereas with a DVD, it's around about four point seven gigabytes. It's dual layer means it's eight something gigabytes, yep. right? So you could do a lot more with a DVD than you could with a GD ROM mm-hmm. on a Dreamcast. Yep, and, and immediately trying, that's it. And immediately developers were like, fuck "What that. the fuck? You know why am I? And, why and, am I having to sacrifice And, la- and later on, too, yeah. I've got to say, I'm not going to talk about it now, but later on, that's what hurt the GameCube. Mm. Because the GameCube had that weird proprietary optical disc, yep. and it really was limiting, it limited in terms of its space. And developers are like, "What the fuck are you doing? We all want to go DVD, yeah. right? And you're playing on these little tiny proprietary discs." And the same thing happened with with the Dreamcast. And the other nail in the coffin was that those GD ROMs were extremely easy to pirate. Mm. So there was a huge black market out there yeah, where people were pirate pro- shit. Well, they were pirating games. Now, yeah. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I'm not smart enough, but you could do it, mm. right? And so there were so many pirated games out there that, that Sega were making enough money. They to were pay bleeding for the money everywhere. Yeah. So they, they weren't even getting their money back on the, on mm. the software sales. And so Sega were like, fuck this machine. Fuck this machine. Mm-hmm. Because by about 2001, they were losing, their sales were going down because the PS2 mm-hmm. was now out. And the PS2. We're starting to show that it was definitely more powerful. Mm-hmm. It was a DVD player. D- 
developers could do more things with a with a space on a DVD. Yep. Right. And so all of a sudden, the the Dreamcast was looking less and less relevant. And I'll put one last nail in the coffin, and I'll put it to you. Mm. The final fuck up was when Microsoft came out and said, guess what? We're in the race too, and we've got this thing called an Xbox. Mm. And the Xbox made the PS2 look like, like a fucking kiddie's toy. I'm yeah. telling you now. Xbox is brilliant. The, X, the original OG Xbox mm. was the shit, right? Mate, there are games on that and that I, still be, stand out. I'll be guilty as sin because Pedro f- was in it. Pet, our fr- friend of the show, Pedro... He was he got one day one. Yeah, I'll never fucking. We, we were we were late bloomers to the Xbox team. Let me tell you the fucking story, because mm. Pedro gets a fucking Xbox, mm. and I'm like, what? This is when the Dreamcast is well and truly dead, mm. and I'm on the PS2, and I initially I had resentment to the PS2 because I always blame the PS2 for killing the Dreamcast, mm. and that's I've just gone through the reasons why I believe the Dreamcast died, yeah, and the PS2 was only a part of that piece yep. of the of the puzzle, right? But I always, back then, was like, fuck the PS2. It's the reason why my Dreamcast Because I always so. felt, from the day I bought the Dreamcast, mm. and I stuck with the Dreamcast, I always felt like I'd bet on the wrong horse mm. in the Melbourne Cup. Right? Because people were telling me, why'd you get a Dreamcast for? Don't like the controller. The PS2 is going to be way better. Right? It plays DVDs. And I'm like, yeah, but the Dreamcast has got Soul Calibur, and it's got, you know... Um, Shenmue. Shenmue. It's got, we'll get to Shenmue. It's got Shenmue, and it's got fucking... Uh, Code Veronica mm. on it, you know. It's got all these. Got Power Stone. I could go on. And the PS2 games don't look as good as as far as I'm concerned. I'll stand by right. that. But I felt like I'd backed the wrong horse from fucking day one when I got that fucking Dreamcast. I'm telling you now. Mm. But when Pedro came out, with we the, invested heavily in the, in the Dreamcast. I so, got a lot like, of games. Me, I remember that Christmas vividly because I was at EB, and I remember buying the dream, uh, the steering wheel. We had the steering wheel. We had the I still got that steering the the fighting. Uh, we had the we had the joint the uh, what do you call that fucking thing? They had like a fighting stick for like the a fighting, fighting like game. an arcade machine, yeah. right? Like a proper yeah. arcade fighting. We stick. we got a lot of peripherals. We, we also we also got the fishing rod for seaman. We got the fish, <laughs> not <laughs> seaman, seaman. That 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 that's more of a uh, a Shenmue joke. Yeah, um, no no no. That's there was a, there was a, there was a fucking game called Seaman. I know there was. A, I know there was. So we had it. We had all. We had the guns. We had fucking everything. Yeah, we did, and we had every game pretty much yeah. that was worth playing yeah so we invested heavily. yeah i've still got a lot of those in fact i've got all those games have you got whatever happened to the steering wheel i've got it you've got it yeah, i've got that steering wheel because i remember the big blue box that came in i've got the steering wheel i've got all the peripherals i've Fuck, got the games cr- that was a great Christmas. and i still fire up the, the i've actually got two working dreamcasts mm. and one not working which mm. was our original one our so ours died did it yeah it did it's got a power issue with it but i've, I've since got two mm. dreamcasts and i've even got remember the old do you remember they they teamed up with Telstra? No, I don't. Yeah, they teamed up with Telstra for to, for the SegaNet. Everyone te- teams up with Telstra. Yeah, but you remember they had the uh, the deal where you got the Sega Net on the mm. on the, if you use their Big Pond. I think it was Big Pond back huh. then. And I've, there's a bag. I got mm. the bag with it. I remember. I remember having a Dreamcast satchel. Well, I've got that satchel. That's, That's what mine, I'm talking about. That was mine. No, no, no. I've got another one. I was given yeah, one. Yeah, so gi- I, I had one too. I yeah, probably still got the it one somewhere. I've got was given to me yeah. by 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 friend of the show, our cousin. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I've actually got that from another person. Mm. But that yes, we did have a satchel. Yeah, that was. And I remember it. Vividly. It's the yeah. fucking sit, uh, shit. Shit. I'm telling you now. I need now. to find that fucking thing. It's the shit. Yeah. But look, uh, the Xbox sort of was the the final nail in the coffin because that came out in 2001 mm. 
And I think by then Seeger had announced that they were either leaving mm-hmm. or there was strong rumours that they they're, were out of the hardware, the hardware, the hardware business. The but, but, but look, you don't have to be Einstein. Mm. The, the, the Seeger, in two, the, the Dreamcast in 2001 was basically dead. Yeah. Right? And so he got the Xbox original, but he went like he always this does. This is Pedro. This yeah. is Pedro. He went balls deep because he got a fucking 68 centimetre television mm. that we called the Plantier. Do you remember Lord of the Rings? I do. You know, you know the eye thing where fucking Sauron would look yeah. at the eye? Yeah. And he and he could view the world. For, yeah. Well, Pedro and I thought that that was his TV. Mm. It was the source of evil. It was the source of all evil. Yep. Anyway, he says to me one day, come over and I want to show you the Xbox. Mm. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to know about this machine. I, I like my PS2. And we went over there. I went over there, sorry. And look. He showed me Halo, hmm. the original Halo. It was a game changer. Hmm. I knew there was nothing the PS2 could do that could match that. Hmm. And I'm telling you now, there was nothing the Dreamcast could do that could match that. I knew it was fucking dead for the Dreamcast because hmm. I was I was still hanging on to the belief that the Dreamcast would just sit there and maybe maybe Sega was it was all lies, it was hmm. all rumors, all that shit. But it was not the case. It was it was it a, never came back. It was a it was, it was done. Dead and dusted. It was done. Yeah. And the Xbox original killed it. And really, Microsoft's partnership with Sega, was, you know, out of that grew the original mm-hmm. Xbox because they learn a lot from working with Sega on yep. console development. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they obviously... What not to do. What not to do. But also yeah. they, they licensed the Windows CE mm-hmm. operating system for, for, micro, um, for Sega to use. Mm-hmm. So they must have had ideas in their head that, oh, we can probably do a better job than, mm-hmm. than oh, Sega it's, it's our kit. We can do it better than they can. Yeah. So yep. it's sad because when I think about it, you know, it's, it's probably one of the best consoles to have never have made it mm. you know a lot of consoles that died by the wayside yeah, they fucking deserved it. kind of deserve you're right they deserved mm. it like i couldn't go through the atari jaguar mm. deserved it had a god-awful controller in 1993 mm. and it used a cartridge and mm-hmm. it was shit right you could, you could keep going on mm-hmm. the atari 5200 not released here but released in north america had a fucking terrible terrible joystick mm. controller thingy was the size of a house, the console. <laughs> I've showed you the 52. I've seen it, yeah. It's a fucking... It's, it's a the tank. size of this table. It's, it's huge. Yeah. It's a tank. Deserved to die. Fuck mm. off. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so they never recovered. The Atari dream, yeah. never recovered. Never recovered. And yeah. and I don't think Sega ever... They still ever make reco- a good T-shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but Sega never recovered, I don't think, from their mistakes all the way back in 92, 93. And it's even before the 32X... Mm. It's very internal. It's very political. Mm. The the rift between Japan and America, and really, I think they went the wrong way with the thirty two X as a peripheral mm. and an add on, and people just started distrusting Sega. Mm. Like, why would you? And that's the problem. When when the Dreamcast came out, people just said they had no trust in it. No trust in it. This yep. is just going to fail, you know. And I'll be guilty of it too. I actually thought, yeah, I don't think this is going to last. Mm. But I tell you what. It was the, worth the dream, it, it was, because I think the, the the Dreamcast had the best launch of games Mate, I'm telling you, some ever, of my fondest memories ever. of gaming And you know when it came out, like you were working at EB, yeah. right? It felt to me like Sega was coming back. They felt rejuvenated. They felt fresh. That machine looked... That's why they changed the logo. Oh, is it? That's why, the, that's why the Dreamcast doesn't have the Sega logo on. It's got the swirl. No, it does have the Sega logo it's, at the front. Yeah, but it's got the swirl. 
because that's the most prominent feature of it. Yeah, it is, well. but they've got Seeger on the it's, front. Of course they, it does, but they did that to say this is a, it's, it's about renewing. Is it? It's, it we're, we're back. Are you it's pulling that out of your ass? No, I'm not pulling that out okay. of my ass, yeah. But it, felt, it did feel like a, a rebirth to mm. Seeger initially. Initially. And the launch titles were amazing, like very briefly – there was Sonic Adventure. I was not a Sonic fan. I was not a Sonic Mate, fan, I but I loved Adventure. I loved Adventure. I played the fuck out of it. I loved it. I loved it. Yep. And there was House of the Dead 2. Yep. Didn't play it as much, but yeah, oh, I it loved good. it because it had yeah. the light gun. That yeah, was amazing. It was not exactly accurate. But yeah, it was but, right. but it was still pretty cool. I mean, mm. and it really did show that it was an arcade. It was designed for arcade games. Uh, machine. Yep. It really was. And then there was um, Crazy Taxi. Mm. Now, I don't know if these are launch games. You might have to Google Crazy what is a launch Taxi, game. I'm not sure. Yeah. But Crazy Taxi came very early on. That was a great There game. was also um, Power Stone, which was a mm-hmm. great fighting game. Yep. Um, that was an amazing game. I think that was near launch. Not near launch. There was Jet Set Radio. Fantastic game. Jet yep. Set Radio uh. is kind of like... Uh, this, if you roller skating I, and graffiti, it's a uh, it's a graffiti game. Yeah, but there's uh, a game graffiti on simulator. But Sunset Overdrive on the Xbox One, mm. which I believe is the best exclusive game mm. on the Xbox One. It's a big call. Wouldn't be fucking hard. <laughs> I'm not being funny. What do you tell me? One fucking exclusive game on the Xbox One that's good. I'm telling you that there isn't. Sunset Overdrive though is good, mm. right? And that's actually a very much. Goes, um, it sort of goes back to the days of yeah, Jet Set Radio. Yeah. It's very much like Jet Set Radio, yeah. right? It really is. Mm. It's got that same movement, that same quirkiness. Mm-hmm. It's not, a fun game to pick up and play. Yeah, it was, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jet Set Radio was one, and then the big one was obviously Shenmue. And these yeah. aren't launch titles, but they came they Shenmue, came within Shenmue those first. Yeah. They came in within the first couple mm-hmm. of years of the Dreamcast, but Shenmue. Is an amazing game. I'm not going to go into it because a million, that's an episode in itself. Uh, yeah, a million people have done videos on Shenmue and can explain it better than I can. But long story short, my personal opinion on mm. Shenmue, I've recently replayed it on the PS4 because mm. they released it late, uh, last year. They didn't revamp it; they just basically upresed yep. it a little bit and gave it modern controllers. Sure. That's it. I agree with people that say it's boring mm-hmm. because in the modern world it can be. It's not meant that to be bit that at the end where you're on the forklift. I'm mm-hmm. not fucking funny. That's a job you can pick up at fucking a warehouse. Yeah, and I've worked in a warehouse, <laughs> and I don't. I don't ever want to work in a warehouse yeah. ever again. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, forklift simulation. Fuck off. Fuck the forklift. For- forklift simulation and quick time events. Yeah, but the quick time events don't really worry me. No, I mean, was it one of the first games for quick time? Yeah, events? it is. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Um, but what blows my mind about that game and what people should look at that game for or at Story, as an inspirational game, not so much the storytelling, although that is impressive, mm. is the fact that that to me is one of the first open world mm. games open that was worlds, simulating yeah. or trying to simulate life experiences. Mm. And, I'm, and I'm talking about you go into the town there and depending on what time of day you're in that part of town, you see a light go mm-hmm. on, to, and a shop opening up, or the shop's closing now, getting or tr- somebody getting in trouble for showing home late. Yeah, you get it, all that shit, and um, <laughs> you know, you go down the street, and different people will be at that yep. street at different times. You know what I mean? It felt, that, it felt it like felt, it felt like it, a lived in yeah, yeah, place. It, it, yeah. You know, there were parts of that game where you had to visit certain people yeah. at certain at particular points y- of time. If you're at the right? wrong time, they wouldn't be there. Exactly. Kind of, yeah. And I don't remember any game doing before that. that doing that. And that's what people should take away from that game. And it's very easy. It really, I mean, in terms of open, open-ish open world games, 
I can't think of much before that. No, I don't think so. I mean, there were slightly open world type games. But not with the storytelling no. and the interactivity. Certainly. The, the fucking what, the little egg things that used to get from Should the, I play? Should I play? $2? Should I play? Hmm. 100 yen? Should I play? On the day of the incident. Did you see a sailor? Did you see any sailors? <laughs> I'm looking for, I'm looking for some sailors. I'm, I'm for it some. had the best... Worst, best, 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 worst voice acting thing. ever. It was fucking the shit. Mm. I loved it. When when uh, Rio, yep, walks up to different characters and goes, um, excuse me, excuse me. On the day of the incident, on the day of the incident, did you see a man wearing dark suits? <laughs> and did look, it's very easy. It's very easy to make fun of it. But geez, it was good by modern standards. Mm. It's, it, it it lacks a lot of what has now been taken for granted in open world mm. games, but. I'm telling you now, in 1999 or 2000 when it came out probably, probably came out in 2000 or 2001, 2000 or 2001, I think 2000 it came out, there was nothing like that and you'd never seen anything like that Mm. before and if you play it now, you have to go into it remembering that Mm. or knowing that I should say. If you go into it thinking it's going to be your typical open world game from 2019, prepare to be disappointed and I saw, saw, you know... Jim Sterling do a review saying, oh, it's boring and shit. Fuck, yeah, it is. I agree with you. But yeah. you're looking at it from the wrong angle, mate. Yeah. It, came, it was released in the early 2000s, right, or maybe even late 99, probably 2000, I think. And it, it, there was nothing like that before, mm. mate. Nothing. Nothing. Right? And so you're, you've got now this living, living breathe, breathing world on very old hardware, mm. right, that it was fucking mind blowing well, and you're right mind. you're saying the the story was amazing it was mm. and the second there's a second game mm. which did get released on the dreamcast but only in the pal regions never got released on ntsc so we didn't play it on the on no i got we it, played on, it on the xbox yeah i played right? it on the xbox and yeah. we borrowed pedro's copy yeah. and we made it mostly to the end of that game but because he doesn't necessarily care for his cd's very he fucked much it. It stopped working at that point, and I was... That's it. I, ne- I never finished Shenmue 2. I've, I, I have now mm. on the remake. I only, and that's because, you know, Pedro well, fucked the CD. He fucked the CD, but he fucked a lot of things as well. Mm. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I no, I didn't, no, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, he ruined things. He, he didn't look after He his... didn't look after things. Mm. He didn't look after things, including that 1995... Hyundai Excel, that didn't get 9990 done. drive away, no more to pay. Didn't get looked after. It didn't get looked after. But that's all I've got to say about the Dreamcast. Mm. I think it's just a, one of those systems that a lot of people look back fondly on because I think if you have one, mm. if you're collecting, or you've played one when you grew up, you, I don't think there's anybody out there that went that that's a shit system. I don't think anybody did. If you stuck with it, there were games that were absolutely mind-blowing. And I know that I didn't go through all the games mm. that came out at launch, but I don't think there's any there's been a system that's come close in terms of launch lineup. Yeah, I really don't. Because a lot of the systems come out, you might get one really decent one decent game. game. Yeah, whereas that had a lot. That had heaps, and we had every single fucking yeah. one of them. You know, that was that was an amazing yeah. system for that, and and a lot of things worked against it. But it's very easy to say, oh, it was the PS2. Mm. It wasn't the only thing that killed it. I'm telling you now, there were other things that killed no, it. it. It was a, a, a chain of events that, and a chain yeah. of problems that, that led to its ultimate demise. Yeah, and it's a shame because I, I talked about the 90s last week. That was the best, that was my favorite system mm. of the 90s, even more than the PS1. And mind and you, we played the fuck out of the PS1. I love the PS1, and I might talk about 
the PlayStation systems in the future because mm. I think that deserves its own episode because um, I have a huge love. I've got a huge crush for the PS3. I think the PS3 is mm. awesome, even though it's like the ugly child it's, of the yeah. family. But the Dreamcast was my favorite system of the 90s and it's one of my favorite systems of all time. Mm. And I toss up whether I prefer that over the Xbox 360. Mm. That's how much I really love that's the that's, Dreamcast. Mm. But what hurts me is that I felt like I was backing the wrong horse from the moment I got it, even though I was happy that I put money on it. Mm. You know what I mean? And we got a lot of fun out of it. Yeah, It was I, worth the money. Yeah, I used it right up until it basically had no games coming mm. out for it. And I know there's a big homebrew, homebrew mm-hmm. scene for it now. A lot of people that are making homebrew games for it. And it's very popular in the shmup. Mm. communities the shoot up communities you know the overhead yep. shoot 'em up games um a lot of games come out for that and a lot of people have modded it a lot of there's a lot of things going on but at the end of the day it had a it was a bittersweet swung mm. song for the for the sega corporation and then they announced they were publishing games and look i think they do a great job now they've got atlas under their mm. belt and they do their own stuff with them and with other developers that they got and they're producing some great games for the modern systems but part of me kind of wishes that a dreamcast 2 would come out but mm. it's never gonna it's happen. not gonna happen it's never gonna happen yeah. so and that's it that's it i think we should wrap this little I, bad boy up because i'm busting for a piss i'm aching for a piss as well how long did we record this bullshit podcast uh, for? i don't know i'll figure that shit out later one hour and 28 minutes oh that's more than enough thank you everybody for listening all two of you thank you for your likes and Thanks, subscriptions Mom. on the uh, Facebook page where can you find us iTunes, iTunes Spotify Spotify uh, tune it in radio any any of those podcasts what's tune it in radio it's like a it, it just basically says it in the name doesn't it it's like an internet radio mate I've only just come to grips with Instagram I got all these girls asking me to be their friend you should be their friend yeah I don't know man like I've never seen their faces just their bum they, they put their bum in their camera is that right. normal? It doesn't matter. I want to be their friend. Yeah, if they look like that. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your patronage today for this podcast. I hope we haven't bored you too much. I'm sure we have. Don't listen to this podcast while you're driving. You'll fall asleep, and that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Thank you, Mum, for sponsoring this podcast. Thanks for supply. the fairy bread, Mum. Thank you for the fairy bread, Mum. We're going to smash that right now. And uh, we look forward to going into the depths again. Mm. Jason, relaxation into the dark depths of my retrodom mm. and my random access memories See, I, I, I where reckon, maybe i talk about the you know day what? i killed a dolphin you know what I, I reckon the next episode is just dedicated to i reckon we do two or three random access memories i don't know if i've got it in me it's very tiring i don't know i reckon because the brain can only take so much i'm telling you now i fucking it's hard work pulling that shit out of my brain it's hard work i've got two off the bat that i reckon we could go there's to. one that i know is a softball one that's an easy one. Mm. That's the one you're thinking of. That's a dad story. That's a dad story. But I've got I've got quite a few. Mm. We'll have to compare notes. Now let's compare notes and get back to you. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, and all two of you that have listened, thank you for your patronage. We'll see you next time in the deep, dark voids Until next of Retrodom. Until go, next time. We're out. Thank don't, you. Don't go changing. Don't go changing. <laughs> Loving you, you is easy because you're beautiful. beautiful.